Hey, welcome to a bonus episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. And this one, I, with the help of Billy Blinks from the Scene Invaders podcast, we sit down and talk to Stephen Kostansky, the director of Psycho Gorman, my favorite movie of 2021. And it was such a pleasure to talk with Stephen. I kind of fanboyed out a little bit, not going to lie, but whatever, you know, fanboy's going to fanboy. But you know, I just said that. That was a, that was a snoopers gonna snoop WandaVision thing. That was stupid. I shouldn't have said that. It sounded so stupid. Anyway, um, yeah, we talked with, uh, Steven and it was super cool to talk with him. He was super personable and, um, I really had a, f- a lot of fun with this one. I gotta thank Dan Ramirez from the Heroes of Noise who actually set up this interview and then had some things going on to where he couldn't conduct the interview and he was tied up so he handed it over to me he trusted me to talk with steven kostansky from psycho gorman and so huge thank you to dan ramirez of the heroes of noise for setting this up for me and i just had a blast talking with steven and hopefully i'll get to talk to him again in a future episode and um yeah just listen to this man the dude is super cool and i just i really enjoyed kind of we kind of picked his brain a little bit and i gushed over the movie so have fun. Enjoy. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftover. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Hello. Hi, Stephen. Hi. Hi. Uh, my name's Brian. I'm with uh, Pop Culture Leftovers, and we've got Billy DeMarco, and he's from uh, the Scene Invaders podcast. Hi. Nice to meet you guys. Absolutely. How are you, sir? Nice, nice to meet you. I just want to start off by saying that this is my favorite movie of 2021, and I'm not just saying that. I love this movie. I've bought it four times. I bought um, the Australian uh, blu-ray and then like the special edition australian blu-ray i've bought the hunky boys edition and i've bought it on regular blu-ray i bought the vinyl record i've bought both signed posters and i'm going to buy the figures and i i'm in love with this movie i'm it's it's almost ridiculous how obsessed i am with psycho gorman that is you're buying all the stuff I don't even know if I'm going to get all this. (laughs) And talking to you is so cool because it is my favorite movie of the year. And uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I was on another podcast. We talked to Martin McPhail from Blitz Berlin. So I feel like this is like I'm getting like the second infinity stone in my Psycho Gorman gauntlet talking to you. And I'm super excited. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be talking oh, to you now. All, all your dreams are coming true. This is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm not talking WandaVision, I'm talking Psycho Gorman. I've been like talking this movie up on social media and on my podcast. And I, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. It's been busy. It's been a busy few months. I wasn't expecting the movie to explode in the way that it did. So, yeah, I mean, just trying to navigate that has been uh, really exhausting. Uh, I mean that in the best possible way. Yeah. Uh, just that, yeah, I mean, it's just been so great. The fan response has been so huge. 
Um, yeah, I'm just so happy this movie connected with people in the way that it did because I thought it was making a very niche movie specific to just me, but it seems like I'm speaking to a lot of shared experiences with a lot of people around the world. Uh, being a video store kid uh, who watched a lot of movies that maybe were not suitable for a young kid, it definitely burned uh, burned some trauma into my brain that I needed to work out with this film. And uh, it seems like it seems like a lot of people uh, can connect with that. So it's really awesome. It's been great. Yeah, I, like when I watch it, I, I definitely pick up Power Rangers vibes. I and then is there a connection to like? Lloyd Kaufman and trauma because it felt very like it felt like that for me, like it, cause it, it took me back to like me growing up and watching toxic Avenger for the first time. And I think like, that's kind of like where my love for this came in. So, I mean, if I had to make like a, like a low budget genre movie comparison, I would probably lean more in the, um, either like, Evil Dead slash Evil Dead 2 world. Yeah, yeah. Not to discount trauma. And sure. yes, I get the Toxic Avenger comparisons, but where I was coming from was more like the early Sam Raimi stuff, uh, but also uh, Yuhei Kitamura's Versus from 2000. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that film. Yeah. But that's like a super low-budget movie that's very ambitious and really has influenced everything I've made since because it's it showed me... Uh, like back, back in like 2000 when it came out, like I was just so amazed with the creativity on display. It showed me that you don't need money to make a crazy movie. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've always like carried that movie with me in the back of my head as like an example of how to make a low budget movie and deliver on the spectacle and still make it feel huge. Cause like that movie, it's got Yakuza, it's got zombies, it's got sword fights, it's got gunfights, it's got everything in it. Like, it's got zombies shooting guns. Like, that's awesome. So that if I had to pick like a low budget movie specifically that influences my work, I would go with, I would go with versus. That's awesome. I, one of the, one of the questions I have for you is like, if there was watching this movie, how did you find the, the actor that plays Mimi? Where, how she is so incredible. If there was like a Mount Maybe. Rushmore of child actors, she should be like on that. Mount Rushmore. She was so good and her comedic delivery is amazing. Oh man, did we luck out with the kids on this movie? I mean, it was a huge concern going into this project that we weren't going to find the right kids and like on the page it all read fine, but the, everyone was concerned about the execution. Like what happens if you find a kid who's not experienced mm. or more specifically in watching all these audition tapes, it's like, yeah, these kids are great on a tape where they're their mom or dad is like feeding them lines off camera. Like that's a, that's a very small situation compared to actually being on a film set with like 50 dudes standing around, like you're surrounded by adults and it's, you know, film sets have a very specific vibe. So my huge concern was, Oh, we're going to cast somebody that's great in the room, but not great on set. Mm-hmm. And with Nita, I could just see in her auditions, like there's a experience there, even at such a young age that I knew, would translate to her doing a good job uh, like during the shoot because she came from a, like a theater background, uh, musical theater and dance. Like she was already like a, a trained working actor. And so that experience she brought to set and was really professional, like had the script memorized, like she knew what was going on more than I knew half the time. So 
yeah, it's like I could not have asked for a better Mimi. Like, and the fact that her personality already carried so many like Mimi-isms, it really <laughs> was not that much of a stretch for her to become the character. Uh, so yeah, it was a real like lightning in the, in a bottle situation. Yeah, uh, with Nita especially, but that also extends uh, to Owen uh, who plays Luke uh, because like his character is so much so much more subtle things are going on with Luke compared to Mimi. Uh, and, and he really like conveyed those emotions without saying and doing a lot. And I thought that was super important because she was so big, he couldn't be big. And mm-hmm. just playing that character is like, like just such a normal dorky kid <laughs> uh, was really important to me. And Owen just did a fantastic job and like, like just their dynamic was so good, I thought on set. So really, the both of them uh, were were really awesome in the film, and was just total luck that we found them in the audition process. Oh yeah, uh, they yeah, made they could have gone south very easily with yeah. other actors who weren't as experienced. They both made the movie, and I loved <laughs> the father Greg slayed me throughout the entire film. That Jane, guy, he's my favorite character. Fantastic, yeah. Oh, and Adam is awesome. I wrote the role for him specifically. Uh, I love Adam. I've known him uh, for a huge chunk of my life. Like I met him when I was still in university, and we were both making our own little like indie short films. Uh, back in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And uh, he, yeah, he's just been my friend ever since. Uh, work collaborated on projects. He's a fantastic artist and filmmaker in his own right. And so just having him around on top of just uh, making such a great character that's hilariously pathetic, but also sympathetic at the same mm-hmm. time. Uh, it was just great having his expertise and opinion on things. Um, because it, it was just great to be able to collaborate with somebody like him, uh, who I've you know a history with, and who's able to like be straight with me on things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's an important component on set that you need to have. Is you need to have those people uh, who you can trust to tell you uh, exactly what's up and not blow smoke and be like, "This isn't working. You need to work on this part." So yeah, Adam Adam was awesome in a lot of ways on top of just being a great actor. That's very cool. Yeah, it sounds like George Lucas could have used that for the Phantom Menace, but uh Well, that it was basically like his uh I, I guess Adam was kind of my Gary Kurtz. Yeah. That <laughs> makes sense a little bit. Uh, cuz yeah, you need that you need that voice to come in and be like, "Yeah. Hey, this part's dumb. Could you not do this?" Uh, cuz it's very easy to get in your own head and be surrounded by people saying yes and yeah. telling you everything is good. You need people, you need somebody to shit on you once in a while to uh, kind of uh, bring you back to reality. Rain uh, you in a little bit, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah rain, it, rain it in and, and, and make you stop and think about what you're doing sometimes. Because yeah. when you're shooting a low-budget movie and you've got this, like, breakneck pace that you're trying to keep just to make your days, it's easy to dismiss things and be like, it's good enough. And to have somebody be like, that wasn't good, you should keep going until it's good, uh, is super important. That's awesome. Hey, Bill, I, I know you got some questions here for Steven. Yeah. So I really have just two main ones, Steven. So one of my favorite scenes in the movie is actually an exchange between Mimi and Luke early on where they are trying to figure out Psycho Gorman's name. And I just thought that was a cool almost insight into your brain as maybe you were trying to come up with the name. So how did you come up with the name or land on Psycho Gorman? I mean, I wanted a name that felt as dumb as something like Rawhead Rex, 
which was partially what inspired me to make this movie because I was watching that film and riffing on the idea of, like, what do you do with this ancient evil being resurrected beyond just having it terrorize a small town? And that's when I came up with Matthew together with kids and doing a kids' adventure movie. But when I was coming up with the name, I was also thinking about E.T. and how it's such a, like, simple, iconic title. And I wanted to do something like that where you had, like, a simple abbreviation that's catchy, but then the full name is something completely absurd. I really wanted to come up with a name as, like... I like trolling people a little bit, and I like the idea of a name that, like, studio executives some point down the road, like, if the movie is super successful, like, it's like a boardroom of execs at, like, Universal or something are talking about movies, and they have to out loud say Psycho Gorman to, like, keep a straight face about it. So, yeah, the idea of just putting that out into the world made me laugh. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I kind of, like, that, that was at least my thought process coming up with the title. And then I, when I also realized, like, oh, like, nobody's ever done anything with the rating system before. And it's, it's crazy that no one has because it's such an easy thing to piggyback. Like, everybody knows PG and PG 13 and R. Um, and so just to like tack my movie onto that, it's like now it's forever attached to that concept. So anybody like now you, you watch a trailer or anything that ends with like rated PG, like now people are like a little bell's going to go off and they're going to be like, oh, PG, like that movie, Psycho Gorman. So yeah, it was like part part marketing gimmick, part homage to ET, and part me uh, just wanting to troll people <laughs> with a really absurd with a really absurd title that now everyone has to say out loud, which is Psycho Gorman. Well, I think I can say that you definitely did a great job with that. And, and my final question is, and obviously I'm sure you can't speak too much into this. You said everything's been crazy. I think the world of Psycho Gorman is apt to follow-ups and sequels and to have in its own world. So if you were to explore the world more and you know expand it, who would be a specific character or even a specific concept or place that was mentioned in the movie that you'd love to be able to flesh out more? I mean, I'm trying my hardest not to look back as much as look forward. Mm -hmm. I mean, to go back to the uh, prequel mention earlier, I mean, did we really want to know Darth Vader's deal? Like, did we need to know that? I don't really care. So when people ask me, like, oh, like, are we going to see, like, more about that flashback where PG's driving his, like, rocket motorcycle thing at that monster? Like, are we going to see the context for that? It's like, I feel like giving context to these moments kind of ruins what works about them, like what makes them fun. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my plan going forward is whatever subsequent version of PG I come up with, I will answer some questions, but for every question or backstory people want to know about, I'm going to open up a hundred different questions right. and just try to expand the universe as much as possible without without just like running concepts into the ground if that makes sense like i want to i want to tell stories that are interesting and expand and move the plot forward and not just yeah like not just hang around with the gygax council for an entire movie if that makes sense like okay. like i, no. I want to half the fun of it is that star wars cantina vibe of you're just in a space and you're seeing stuff happen around you and you're getting teases and like snippets of, of like conversations and universes that you move on from, because I do love that like people are, are watching this and they're coming up with their own ideas and like theorizing on what this stuff means. I do think the conversation around this, those types of 
uh, scenes in movies is really important. And so I want to let people kind of come up with their own ideas too. Like I think part of it should be left to the audience to decide what it is. So if I answer everything, it kind of takes that fun away from the movie. So it's a very long-winded way of saying I am going to expand on stuff, but I'm not going to just dwell on the things in the movie. There's plenty more like stories and crazy stuff that I want to tell in this universe that'll that'll move things forward. I love that answer. I'm not a fan of the prequels. They just they don't typically work for me and I just I love where you're coming at this from. You, it sounds like you're learning from what like Hollywood has not learned from. Well, I mean, I've lived through it. Like, I always reflect on, like, that prequel era of movie because that was when disappointment really became a thing for me in film where my excitement was so big and, like, the results were so underwhelming that I I find I'm constantly reflecting on, like, yeah, going to see the prequels in the theater and, like, how I felt after that and going to see the Matrix sequels and being kind of befuddled and confused by those so, yeah, I'm trying to, like, learn from those experiences and those feelings that I felt uh, and and try to f- find a way to also deliver kind of some of the nostalgia of those moments. Like, I mean, it's funny. I do actually have a bit of, like, prequel influence in PG. Like, the, council, the Gygax Council scene to me is very much a Phantom Menace sequence. Um, so I am... It's funny. While I am talking about like trying to not make the same mistakes as those films. I do love them and will be influenced by them at the same time. So there will be bits of that DNA and stuff going forward, but having lived through that era, I want to make sure I don't, uh, yeah, bomb as hard as some of those films did. Yeah. Like meet audience expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that was my question is like sequels and stuff like that. So I'll, you know what? I'll let you come up with that story. I'm not even going to even <laughs> try to figure out what's going to happen in the next Psycho Gorman. I'm just going to, if there is going to be a next Psycho Gorman, I just can't wait for the movie if it does come out because I, I, th- this movie for me, it, it just tapped into like nostalgia and made me feel like a kid staying up really late at night to watch like the horror movie uh on usa up all night or or it just really tapped into that part of me when i was a kid and and you know like uh the return of attack of the killer tomatoes and all that humor and all these crazy movies i used to watch as a kid so i just i i seriously just want to thank you for in a horrible year 2020 and going into 2021 this has been a a refreshing uh, movie for me this year and i really just want to thank you for it well thank you so much i really appreciate that and it means a lot that this movie has connected with people uh in the way it's connected with you guys and i'm glad that it brought a a little ray of sunshine into this miserable year and a bit for some people because that's really all i want to make i'm not into making stuff that uh, is miserable and punishing i want to entertain people and I feel like the entertaining sci-fi fantasy action movie, uh, you know, outside of like Marvel and stuff, doesn't really exist anymore, especially in the low budget mm-hmm. scale. So yeah. I'm just going to spend my whole career trying to fill that void uh, on the video store shelf as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for talking with us today. I really appreciate it. And um, I wish you the best of luck in your career and everything going forward. Oh, thank you very much. Enjoy your, like, 50 versions of the PG Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, 
you know, I might even buy more. I might, I don't speak German, but I might just get it for the artwork on the front of the cover. You know what I mean? I mean, those German, uh, the like media books that they do, like I've got one for the void. Let me show you. I got yeah. it right here. It's like pretty crazy what they do. Like, cause it's like a really nice package. Whoa. And then they always, they always do like, there's like a full like booklet in it with like interviews and stuff. Like this to me is like, this is the ideal movie package. So I, I cool. need to get one of those media books for PG because it's just such a so well made. It really I, I, I appreciate that DVD and Blu-ray has become this like collector's market now because I feel yeah. like people put kind of work into stuff, knowing that it's like guys like us that are really passionate about this stuff are going to be buying it. It's like not it's not so much about the Walmart crowd anymore, which is great. It's like you know they're trying to make make a product that a collector would be excited to put on. You've got to stand out these days because everybody's streaming everything digital. It's all digital now. You've got to really stand out with the the packaging. It's huge. So it's a very boutique yeah. thing now. So, yeah, yeah I agree. Like, like you really got to justify people dropping that kind of money to get your thing. So, you, yeah, cramming it with more stuff and more exclusive content, more, more just like physical tactile stuff. Like I know the Hunky Boy edition is going to have trading cards in it. Like yeah. having stuff cool. like that. Uh, just makes it so much more appealing. So, so yeah, the, I'm happy that uh, all these versions exist. So the movie officially comes out on Blu-ray March 16th. Uh, yes, that's when it comes out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, oh, can't wait. I, deleted scenes. I can't wait. I know there's going to be deleted scenes on the Hunky Boy edition, correct? Yeah, uh, I believe that's. I think there's only one. There's one that I was very sad to cut. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to spoil what it is. You're just going to watch it. All right. Um, yeah, we're looking forward it's a very, to it. It's a very Astron 6 deleted scene. Let's put it that way. Um, and you can Ooh. figure out what that means when you watch it. I Oh, I also want to let you know, I started the Psycho Gorman Reddit page. So I'm the oh, really? I'm the admin there. So we only have about 25 members right now. I'm hoping to build that up, though. We'll get there. Sweet. I got to get on this Reddit thing. Get on? Yeah. I'll check that out. Well, the, uh, Reddit's great because they have like directors who get on there and have an AMA and ask me anything and just, and, and fans will well, just, maybe I should do that. yeah, uh, do a Reddit AMA. Fans love it. Like they'll get on there and they'll spend like an hour or two with you just asking random questions. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, that is that a thing that could potentially boost your numbers if I did that? If, your- if yes, if you got on the Psycho Gorman Reddit page and did an AMA, it would shoot through the roof. Absolutely. Okay, well, here's my email. I mean, this may may have to hold off on this for a little bit, but uh, just threw that in the chat. So if you want to do that, like, I don't know, in like a month or something, sure, I'd be more than happy to uh, make that happen. Absolutely, yeah, we'll find the time, man. I, uh, there's a lot of people that want want to ask you questions and talk to you. You have a lot of fans. And I, what's, I, what's awesome about Psycho Gorman, it, it's so niche that i think that you're gonna find your fans the people that love you and your work and it's very word of mouth i have probably sold myself 20 hunky boy editions just by talking about it on the podcast yeah i have people oh easily yeah we have that billy bought one uh my friend rebecca bought one uh, my friend Joe bought one. People have tweeted me and said, you know, thank you for Psycho Gorman. I just reserved the Hunky Boy edition. So That's it- awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to the Raven Banner guys that put it out. Uh, I was talking to them the other day, and it sounds like they're approaching selling out on it, which is crazy to me. Yeah. But 
yeah, they they're making some crazy sales on it. So it's awesome. Congrats, I'm glad that congratulations. We're all over it. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Awesome. I love to spread the word on things that I love, and I love Psycho Gorman. I love this movie, so thank you. Well, I really appreciate your guys' support on it. Like that kind of word of mouth is, you know, how movies like this are successful these days. It's, uh, you know, it's a tough market when you got huge Marvel movies and things and TV shows happening at the same time. So Absolutely. having guys like you pushing pushing my movie is really awesome. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, we'll continue to do that. And the best appreciate of your time too. Absolutely, oh, no problem. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you so much, Stephen, for talking with us. Thanks, guys. It was great talking to you, too. Let's do this again sometime. Absolutely. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you.